Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I am just thrilled that you're here with us today. If you've just joined us for the first time, I want to say welcome. I think you're going to like this place. Every week, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show, and we chat about big things in life, little things in life, and everything in between. Also, a few weeks ago, Jen Hatmaker and I did a Christmas special that was so much fun and holds so much goodness, and I encourage you to check it out if you haven't. Small Business Shopping Saturday was this past weekend. Cyber Monday was a couple days ago, but that doesn't mean that you still can't take advantage of the loads of great places that we talked about in that show. You're listening to episode 65, and today's guest is Debbie Eaton. Debbie is a Southern California girl who's passionate about the impact of influential God moments with one another. She deeply values being a follower of Christ, a wife of 28 years, mom to a teenage son, the beauty of friendship, champion for the next generation leaders, writing, speaking, leadership, football, and a good cup of coffee with chocolate. She was formerly the director of women's ministry at Saddleback Church and now writes for She Reads Truth and is an advisor for the If Gathering and consults with church leaders. Today, Debbie and I talked about so much wonderful stuff, stuff like the value of mentors and the reality of the different seasons and stages of our lives, how Debbie writes using the stream of thought method and the importance of observing the Sabbath and giving grace to ourselves. We even talked about how important it is to laugh and why YouTube Tuesday should be a part of your schedule. Today's show is sponsored by Mad Marketplace. The vision of Mad Marketplace is so simple, to create global consumer movement that matters. They're not just words. They want the difference we all make to be global. They want consumers to know about ways to be good stewards when they shop. If we all shop with the hope to make a difference, our spending creates a movement and that matters. Mad Marketplace launched an online retail store on November 1st. Who says shopping and making a difference don't go together? There are clearly more problems around us than there are solutions. Most of them are quite daunting. Poverty, hunger, human trafficking, orphan care, clean water projects, barriers to employment, and so much more. As consumers, we can choose to buy differently and to be a part of the solution. The mission of Mad Marketplace is to tell stories, sell products, and help people. As consumers, we are always shopping and we do much of it online. Mad Marketplace wants to cater to online shoppers by creating a shopping experience that provides a wide variety of unique and practical products, tell the incredible stories behind each of them, and provide a simple way for everyone to help others. Mad Marketplace products give back in different ways. Some examples include buy one, give one, proceeds that participate in micro-lending, sustainable living wages, empowering women, meal for meal, drop for drop, and restoring hearing. No matter what you buy, every purchase has a purpose. Mad Marketplace offers the consumer a different way to shop, a different reason to buy, and more than one way to help. Customers may choose products that vary from peanut butter, baby blankets, coffee, lamps, statement jewelry, and rain boots, to just name a few. Check out themadmarketplace.com and be ready to make a difference this Christmas. Can you see me? Yes. Can you see me? Yeah. I'm like I'm at, like I'm a mess this morning, just like what I wrote. Aww. I just got up, took my son to school because he started football. They have football meetings starting at 6:30 in the morning. Oh my gosh! So what time is it where you are? It is right now like 10 of eight. Okay. Oh, it's they early. Have five of eight. Yeah. So well, we're two hours up. difference. 
which isn't too bad. I have been up since 530. Oh my gosh. I got up and took my kids um, to school this morning as well, and then came back home and found myself back in bed. <laughs> what? As if I don't have a full day. So then that's why I needed to push it back 10 minutes because I was trying to get my husband out the door. I was like, you have to leave. I have to work. That's so funny. I know. Um, last week when I got back from the IF gathering in Orlando, um, the second day I was back I took Mark to school and literally crawled back in bed for another two hours. Oh, I was exhausted. That's how I think I feel. I was away for the weekend and it kind of does yes. that to you. You were at the Influence Conference? I was at the Influence Conference, yes. Was it good? It was great. I was working. Um, I was the MC for the event, which was oh, just super fun. Um, so I think fun. I found my new calling. Um, <gasps> it was so much fun. And so I was working. The event was great. Um, mm -hmm. But I bet other people would have like different opinions, you know, like, oh, I was moved by this. I mean, do you know Jess yep. Conley? I do not. I would love to meet her sometime. She, I mean, I follow her. Yeah. She is like, I'm really impressed with her. Well, I'll tell you what, and she's a friend of mine and we've, I was telling, I think I was telling my husband when I got home, I'm like, we've met now in person three times, you know, one of the, mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, the world, the world we live in, you can have a friend that you've only seen in person once. Yeah. So that's kind of how she is. We have a lot of similarities, with our family and ministry and stuff. And man, Debbie, can I tell you that she, she taught, I guess, Saturday morning and mm -hmm. it was one of the best messages I've ever heard. Wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was really, really, really amazing where I leaned over and I was like, how do I get a copy of this to send to all of my friends? Wow. It was just about was... letting go of strongholds. It was from Second <gasps> Corinthians 10 and it was just oh, that's really, good. really good. And she was very vulnerable within it. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I follow her. I've seen her on Paris. Like I'll, I'll mm -hmm. when she periscopes, so I'll cute. pop in. Yeah. She's adorable. Yeah. And, you know, I mean. You know, I feel like I, I lived in this little bubble at Saddleback for so long and, you know, your head's down. And then the last two years before I was laid off, um, I, I started coming up and I was like, oh, there's a lot of conferences <laughs> out there for people. And, oh, there's people outside of this world. And um, she's one I've never met, yeah. but I would love to meet her she's sometime. She's a joy. So when we first started talking... Um, you, we were talking about our Skype problems. Um, yes. first of all, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you. I'm so I'm glad so that you're excited. here. This I'm is so excited. Really, really an honor to talk to you. And I just am, I'm pretty sure that we met at the very first if, and then I've just watched you from afar and everything. So you mentioned when we first got on, cause Skype was giving us problems and you said that you Skype with a lot of girls, um, around the country that you are discipling mm -hmm. and that just sparked my interest. Tell me, how are you discipling girls around the country, not even sitting across them holding their hands? Well, one thing I love about technology is that um, today, unlike when I was growing up, um, you can actually look eyeball to eyeball with women that are across the country through our wonderful technology mm -hmm. and feel like you are in the same room. So um, I, you know... The last two years um, through the IF gathering and through just writing for She Reads Truth and just um, kind of expanding my horizon of the different women around the country, um, I've had a lot of girls just um, text me or call me and say, "Is would you, would you want to spend a little time with me on the phone? I'd love to pick your brain. And 
those have turned into like monthly Skype calls with mm. girls. Just, you know, more so I would say in dis you know, I love the word disciple because disciple actually means being a student. And um, I really believe in discipleship and mentoring. Um, it's very reciprocal between one another. And so there's always learnings going on both ways. And so as much as I feel they may be gleaning wisdom or wanting and needing encouragement in an area to take a risk or, you know, really capture a dream they have, um, I'm learning the same way. Mm. Um, and I find encouragement from them. And so it doesn't matter if they're in North Carolina, if they're in Texas, if they're in Pennsylvania. Um, Skype um, has been a great tool to be able to look eyeball to eyeball and encourage one another um, to keep moving and learning and growing. And then you have those check-ins with one another. And um, you just feel like you know the person. It's different than just talking over the telephone. That's so true. And isn't like, it's just amazing the day in, that we live in that you get to do that. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching like, this will really age me, but you know, the Jetsons were that, you know, little yes. you know, fun show. And you know, they had those little, they would put up on screens and you'd be like, that will never happen. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Yes. And here we are. Like we literally can FaceTime if you each, you know, everyone has an iPhone yeah. and FaceTime one another. And I was just recently in an airport where I'm watching this dad FaceTiming his daughter. And I'm yeah. like, oh, the Jetsons are here. Exactly. I face, I was, I, as we said, I was out of town this weekend and I got to FaceTime with my son. And he told me all about his first flag football game. I mean, oh. and we, I, we could look at each other and I could see his face and it was just, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the time we live in. And so it really expands your ability to really talk and be with someone who isn't like in your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this because I think this has been something that God's been kind of like breaking me over the head with sticks over the past two years because I don't seem to listen and understand. Can you talk to me about in your opinion and from scripture, where do you see the value in like you use the word discipleship, and, and, and you explain that so beautifully if someone's listening and doesn't understand that. Where do you see the value, and do you think that this is like, this is a must. We need to be doing this. Women need to be doing this to other women. Tell mm -hmm. me what your thoughts on this, and then I'll tell you my story about how God's just kind of hit me over the head. Yeah. I, um, well, when I really study the word discipleship, um, and I look at Jesus and what he did with the 12 and then the masses is um, he created a community where um, there would be learning, where the ears were open and he did life with them. Um, he saw them in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and so you earn trust with one another to be able to speak into one another. Mm -hmm. And so I really have a passion and believe that women need to disciple women, and men need to disciple men. Um, I think we can have accountability in different ways when we speak to the same gender. Mm -hmm. And when that discipleship happens, we are better together. I um, love that. Our church says that all the time, like everything's better together. Yes, we're so much better together. Yeah. So um, I really believe that when we are investing, encouraging, um, one another, time, energy, 
um, compassion, empathy, and love, um, we we can bring God's word forth um, in a palatable way that changes the heart, mind, and soul. Mm-hmm. And that happens over time. That's not like a one coffee time. Um, that has to be a commitment. And um, and I like I right now. This seems a little choppy to me, but right now I had a mentor and this uh, woman that discipled me many years ago. And in the last six months, I have reconnected with her mm. again. And she is now, I feel like she is mentoring me in a new season of my life. That is really special. It is so that special. That is really special because I can look back and I can think of two women in particular. Um, their names are Carrie and Amy that really like mentored me when I first started following Jesus and first got married and all that kind of stuff. And then my friend Shauna when I first had babies. I mean, I, I can go back and see all mm-hmm. these people, but I can imagine that to reconnect with them now when I have kids the same age they had kids when they started, that would just be amazing. Yeah. And so... Uh, so I, I think that even as we mentor or disciple women, they, we can come in and out, just like what you said. There are seasons mm-hmm. when women come in and out based on life stage, um, maybe what we're doing with a work or a ministry or with kids or what we're going through in marriage or in friendships. And, um, you know, I would love to, you know... I, in my ideal world, I would be friends with everybody my entire life, but that's not <laughs> that's really right. how it's life not how works. It works. Yep. It's not how it works. Yeah. Um, and so when we have that open mind that somebody is in our life, whether um, in that reciprocal um, mentoring both ways for a season, it gives freedom that um, we don't put unexpected expectations on one another. Oh, that's good. And, um, and, just like with Robin, the gal that has been my mentor for years, we did not see each other for four years. Yeah. And now we're reconnecting. And I've actually seen that with women. I have done some mentoring with in the past where in their season they're in right now, we're spending a little time again. And I really believe discipleship can be very, very um, focused and intentional. But I also think discipleship is investing in one another and time with one another Mm -hmm. Um, with not as much structure, but you can go with your conversation in a directional way, which is why I believe the Word of God has to be put deep into our heart because um, in those moments, God will bring the scriptures necessary for the conversation mm-hmm. without pulling out your Bible and saying, in yeah. this scripture, and this says this, mm-hmm. which can actually put somebody off. But when the word is in your heart and you're actually paraphrasing or speaking the truth, the ears open up because God's truth is God's truth. That's really good, Debbie. Like if you think about like, hey, I'd like to mentor some women or whatever, but you're not you're not taking in God's word. What good are you? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really good. So I've just found, I think over over the time that I've done a lot of teaching and working in discipleship, both in very organized programs and then in very loose ways, um, the more I have put God's word in my heart, lived it, breathed it, pondered it, it comes out in conversations 
where it's not my words, it's actually God's words being spoken over someone. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike, and it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Mm, that's really good. Can you, you, you mentioned like knowing God's word. What does your time in the word look like? Like, can you just tell us that are listening? Like, do you get up in the morning? Do you have something you go through? Tell me about what that looks like for you. Okay. So I'm a little random. Okay. So <laughs> that's okay. I like random. Um, I actually, um, 
I, I usually start my morning off with, um, I do an exercise um, from the artist way called the morning pages. And um, I get up and I do freelance writing. Um, usually God brings to me a scripture and I start my morning out with just stream of thought writing. And okay, it usually turns... Quick. I'm sorry. It, I'm sorry yes. to interrupt, but I have heard about this, but someone may not know what you mean when you say stream of conscious writing. And I'm very intrigued by this and I want discipline to do this, but explain that to people that are listening and they're like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. So um, what it is, is um, where you get up in the morning, you open up a journal and you write, I write two pages and it's my complete stream of thought everything that's coming into my mind. So I will give you an example. Okay, this yeah. morning, uh -huh. um, I decided, it seems random, but I decided to write on the color yellow. For some reason, um, I woke up when it was dark and then the light started coming in and the word yellow came to my mind. And so I wrote two pages on what the color yellow from stream of thought means to me. Okay. And so much in that, I started writing God's word. Light is yellow. The sun brings light. It, it breaks the darkness. And so um, it's just an exercise that I have done. And then I finish by going to God's word. And I use you version or sometimes I read Jesus Calling. Um, a lot of times I just have my Bible and I'm, I'm reading Genesis chapter one right now. I've been stuck there for... Oh, like two weeks. Okay. I cannot move off of Genesis 1 because I feel like God is just showing me like revelation. And so when I stop somewhere, like I feel like God has me there because he's talking to me there. And until I feel like I'm to move on, I stay camped there. Mm -hmm. So my morning pages are... I believe in writing. Um, I do it outside in the morning. I've done listening exercises where all I do is just journal, stream of thought of the things I'm hearing. Mm. Um, and I'm finding that my creative voice is coming forth on those pages. Okay. Does that make It does sense? make sense. I mean, could some of it be like stream of conscious? I'm where you sound amazing writing about the word yellow. I think I would start writing a to-do list because that's what my brain does when I wake up. How do you fight that? Well, here's what's interesting because I've been doing this for a while. Uh -huh. My first, if you would go back into my journal, that's where I started, okay. Jamie. You would just like literally that was in your brain that would come out. Yes. And now as you've been doing it more, you're finding something else in there. Yes. Okay, that's encouraging because I just think I would have to-do lists and grocery lists. And oh, gosh. That's exactly <laughs> – and I've even just like I, – I, there were mornings where I just woke up and said, I'm really worried about the day. How am I going to get everything done? Mm -hmm. And then there were moments where I didn't know what to say, so I just was like, ugh, 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 mm -hmm. ugh, ugh, And you're just ugh, doing ugh, it. Ugh. It's like you're going through the – not going through the motions, but you're doing yes. it no matter what. Yes. And it's and with your hand writing. Like, go figure. I mean, that's yep. – Yeah. I, I started on the actual computer and I found I did not connect as much. And in the book that I'm following and doing, um, it says write, mm -hmm. write, physically write. There's something about writing, yeah. not typing. What book is it that you're reading? This It's called The Artist Way. Okay. You said that. Yes. I've heard yes. of this book By actually. By Julie Cameron. And I know lots of, it's, it's really unblocking your creativeness. Um, 
And I was, I'm kind of, kind of going through that, a recovery time of, I think I, I worked for so long. Um, I have strived and performed for so long to earn people's approval that I actually realized I had blocked out the, the side of life that brought me joy. And that is more of my creative mm. side. And do you think that just happened over time because you were doing what you had to do and you just working and little by little that creative side got pushed down? Yes. I think I'm, I'm sure I'm someone's little... listening and they're like, I feel the exact same way. I um, am a type A, high, high, high achiever, mm-hmm. work, 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 strive, strive, want people's approval. And there are, mo- there are times when I look back, whether it was in ministry or working in the business world, because I worked in the business world for many years, that I sacrificed a lot. And I sacrificed rest, time with my family, trips with my family, to earn approval and strive for the next promotion. Wow. Yeah. And in the midst of that, I lost myself. Huh. And so now do you feel like, I know you mentioned earlier, it's been two years since you were working. Do you feel like in these two years, you're like finding who you are? Yes. Um, I've, I have, at first I had to force myself that rest Um, not having anything to do was okay. Um, because that was not, that's not the formula that That, in my my life. When you say that, I think that seems like a foreign concept in, in the world and even in my life. And yeah, and and I feel like I want to be able to do that as well. We do rest, we take vacations, we do all this kind of stuff, but I do sometimes look at my day and think, man, I wish I had a day where I just came home and. I just took a, well, this morning I told you I did get back in bed for 30 minutes, but I'm like, I wish I had a day where I just came home and then I just like had some coffee and sat on the porch and didn't have to be anywhere at noon and then anywhere at two and then anywhere at three, you know, like one of those days. I mean, I think maybe we need to build those into our, our weeks. I, and I think that might be called a Sabbath. I'm preaching to myself. I'm, I'm like, hello. I think God said like, that first. <laughs> it's so funny because, oh, I could teach on Sabbath, oh, gosh. preach on Sabbath, discipleship on Sabbath, and I never took a Sabbath. That's so funny that I was just like, I, should, I wish I had a day where I did nothing. And then I'm like, I think that's called the Sabbath. Yeah. And I also think that in our day, um, we don't give grace to, to ourselves mm. to say like, I can take an hour and sit and breathe. Yeah. I, for the next 10 minutes, can shut my eyes and take a quick nap. Yeah. We don't give grace to ourselves for that. Like, mm-hmm. we feel like we have to go, 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 go. And what I've learned is um, that as I rest, my body restores, and I actually have more perspective in life. And I have gained more contentment. Mm. From resting. Yes. And I'm not talking like doing nothing. Right. I have found that um, I love my house is quiet now. Mm. And um, I can, it sounds so weird, but I all, I didn't even find time to do like watch a YouTube that would make me laugh. Right. You know, because was, it was just was work, 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 work. Yeah. And now... I have like, it's funny, I have like a routine on Tuesdays, on Tuesdays, uh-huh. um, 
I, um, I spend a couple, you know, about 15, 20 minutes going in and looking at funny YouTubes where I'm like, oh my gosh, people laugh out there. They have fun out there. I love that you said on Tuesdays, I'm going to laugh at YouTube. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. That is so funny. I, you can go down a rabbit trail on YouTube as well. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. You could spend like hours. Hours. What I, I followed something, a rat tail, a a little trail down YouTube the other day. And the next thing I know I'm watching, um, natural labor and delivery. And I'm (laughs) like, what is wrong with me? And why can I not stop watching these women have babies? (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. But anyhow, oh, well, I'm glad. I love to hear that process. That you have now. Well, my next question for you is this: If I can follow up, you said you've been in Genesis one for two weeks. When you feel like, hey, it's time to go on, will you move to Genesis two, or do you feel like you'll just kind of see where you need to go after that? Um, I, I think I'm going to stay in Genesis. Okay, you're going to move um, through the book. But here's what I'm doing: Genesis one has led me to first to John chapter one. Mm-hmm. And has led me to 1 John chapter 1. Because John, when he writes, always starts with in the beginning. Mm. And he goes back to the Genesis. Mm-hmm. So what I have found myself doing is like Genesis 1 has word. led yeah. me to, to John, mm-hmm. which is my favorite gospel. Um, and then uh, 1 John. And so in a way... It's kind of like this exploration mm-hmm. of how the word from the beginning shows itself through to the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were just, we just started a series at our church. Well, it's not a series. We just go through the Bible, but we just started Exodus. And so mm-hmm. we'll probably be stuck here for, you know, yep. years or months or whatever, how long it takes you to get through Exodus. But anyhow, our pastor this morning, I mean, on Sunday said something really interesting. He said, that so many times we as Christians, a lot of times we'll just focus on the New Testament mm-hmm. um, because we love that part of the story. But what we miss out is in the Old Testament that it's all a part of the story and it's all one big story pointing to Jesus. And so it's like we just focus on the end. Yeah. And I was like, that's so true. And sometimes it does like you're like, oh, I love um, the New Testament. But the Old Testament is so full of life pointing to Jesus. Well, it's so interesting. Like Genesis, what I've been pondering is that, um, okay, so God spoke life into existence and then he saw. So he speaks words of life to us every day. Mm-hmm. Then he saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. And he saw, he saw, like we see, we see him in our creation, in our daily life. He speaks life of encouragement, calls us to speak life of encouragement to others, to see his goodness. And what is interesting in the good, he, God said it was good. Good is good is good is good. <laughs> Nothing else. Nothing else. Right. And the only time he said it was very good was when he created mankind in his image. Mm. And so we rank good. We rank very good. We rank very good. Oh, I'm not good enough. Uh And God says, you are good. Mm. And so these are the things that I am just pondering. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. So I want to ask you a question back to your mentoring thing. And then I want to talk about 
um, your son and your life and how that looks for you. Okay. So the mentoring thing, um, I'm walking through, uh, with a, with a young lady right now as well. And the way we got connected was she was a babysitter of mine. And then she literally just took me out to coffee and was like, Hey, I want to spend more time with you. I want this to be more than just me babysitting. Will you meet with me once a week? Mm. And so she kind of took that initiative. If someone is listening and they're thinking two things, A, I want to mentor people around me. I want to disciple. I want to walk with women. And then someone's thinking, I want someone to disciple me. I want someone to mentor me. What are your two words of advice for both of those groups? One saying, I want to do this. I want to live life with someone. I want to disciple someone. And the other person saying, I want someone to disciple me. What do you, what do you, what do you tell women when they're, they tell you those things? Okay. So here is what I tell women. Um, I believe that God has already put people in your life and it takes courage and perseverance to ask Mm -hmm. just like your babysitter did. Mm -hmm. You were in her life. Mm -hmm. She already knew you had something special, Jamie. Mm -hmm. She took the courage to ask you simply, would you have coffee with me? Would you spend time with me? I really believe that if we keep our eyes open and our ears open and we have an open heart, that God has put those people in our place both ways. Right. You're looking for a disciple or you're looking for someone to disciple. Mm -hmm. And in, yes, I think there are programs that match people up. I have come to really believe that the greatest discipleship happens when there is a, connect, a God connection, a divine appointment in that moment. Mm. When I was um, working at Saddleback, women would say, why don't we have a mentoring program? And my, I would always say, we do. I'm going to ask you to open your eyes to having someone to disciple or if someone mm-hmm. was looking for a disciple, would you look at the people in your life and have the courage, pray about it. Who keeps coming to your mind and have the courage to ask them? Mm -hmm. I never had anyone ever come back to me and say, it didn't work. Most every story, Jamie, was, I had no idea she would say yes. I have learned so much. I never thought of her as a mentor. Mm. And, um, And the relationships were rich. They were both ways. They were reciprocal. Um, there was trust and um, a beautiful tapestry Mm. was birthed from it. You're basically saying, open your eyes and look around. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Look around. They're there. They're there. There in your world already. Yes. Which is really, 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 um, it's actually encouraging because there's no like, well, fill out this form and then do this and then do this. But you're just saying, look around. God's put people in your world. And I believe that too. I think that's the best advice right there. Guys, by now you've heard me talk about my love for Noonday Collection. I am obsessed with the jewelry, but what I really love is how this business is making an impact around the world. One of the ways that Noonday is making an impact is by connecting women to community that is passionate about changing the world. Last year, I had the chance to go to Shine, which is Noonday's annual ambassador conference. I met Noonday ambassadors from across the country, and I was so inspired. Let me tell you, these women are amazing. Do you want to join a community of women who share a passion for changing the world? And do you want to connect women in your community with an opportunity to make a difference? Noonday Collection is looking for more women who are passionate about making an impact. So what are you waiting for? 
You can launch a business as a Noonday Ambassador today. You'll love being a part of the Noonday community, and right now they have an exclusive offer for Happy Hour listeners who sign up to become a Noonday Ambassador. Visit thehappyhour.noondaycollection.com for all the details. Now here's the rest of my conversation with Debbie. Okay, Debbie, you're a mom to a 16-year-old. Yes. Which people know on this show, my (laughs) oldest is 11, and so 16 makes me nervous, like... Oh my gracious. Tell me what it's like to be a mom to a 16-year-old boy. Wow. Well, first of all, he is a great kid and we're really blessed with that. You know what? Um, I have, it's um, hard. It is fun. It is, I'm learning all the time. I have to have my ears open all the time. Um, Your time schedule is not what you would want because they want to talk at like, 11 o'clock at night. Right. It's not like three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, The answers are short. You know, how was your day? Fine. Uh How was football practice? Good. And um, what I have found with him, um, somebody gave me a word of advice for teenagers, and that was that a lot of times um, our greatest conversations come when we're sitting side by side. Mm. And... um, or at the dinner table after they've had time to decompress from the day. There are so many stresses on our teenagers today. Not only are they navigating the stresses of schoolwork and if they're in sports or activities, but also the stresses of peer pressure, social media, acceptance, and um, the home is the safest place in most circumstances right. is the safest place for them to be. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have learned that I have to keep my mouth shut more than open. Mm, that's good. I have to listen a lot mm-hmm. and timing is everything. And I am not good with timing. What do you I, mean by that? Timing of asking questions. Okay. Like timing. not just like bombarding with all your thoughts at one time, but really like yes. kind of like taking a grasp on the, the atmosphere in the room and seeing if now's a good time. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, he, you know, he, I, I've learned with him, uh, I can't harp on his schoolwork. Mm. He will do his schoolwork, but if I start harping on it, he gets... He gets really testy with me. Okay. Um, And it's not like when he was, you know, 10 years old um, doing homework. Um, He doesn't need my, I can't even help him with his homework anymore. So um, um, it's learning. Um, He has never given us any reason not to trust him. And so we're in that beginning stage of letting go. Okay. um, Because we trust him. And um, that means that there, he's going to be out with friends, and we may not know what's going on. Oh gosh, Debbie, this and is it's just so scary. stressful. Yes, but but I, everyone that I ask these questions that are parenting kids your age, they say the exact same thing. They say the exact same thing. So I think, and hopefully, when you had when he was eleven, and someone said this to you, you would have been scared like I am, and, oh, and you just gosh, learn yes. along the way. Yeah. I would say I, I, I'm a true believer that family dinners are a stability for any child. Okay. And our family dinners, what, you know, if he doesn't get home from football practice till like seven o'clock, mm-hmm. we, we wait to have dinner as a family. I love that. Um, yeah. And what we find is just, you know, it's just like with anybody, 
eating and breaking bread, it the is, conversation yes. just flows more easily. Uh-huh. People, it is so if something true. happens around a table. Yes. I am a big believer in that. And so if I, this, I just thought of this. I believe that with community. I'm like, when you invite people into your home, something happens around the table. Well, the same can be said for our families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Something it doesn't happens. matter if they're 10, 16, 19, 25. Yeah. Yeah. We, we eat all of our family dinners together. I mean, every once in a while, either Aaron or I will be gone or, you know, there's yep. circumstances, but we eat around the table a lot together, a lot. I mean, my kids are younger too, so it's not like there's a bunch of activities, but I do kind of want to like keep that going because we have four. And so those activities are going to start coming in and just to mm-hmm. keep that as a value. Yeah, it's a value. And do we do it every night? No. But it's I a value. Right. It's a value for our family. Yeah. Growing up, was that a value for your family that you yes. grew up in? Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. We, I remember we ate together as a family as much as we could as well. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, he, you know, 16, he's getting, you know, he has his permit. He's going to be getting his driver's license. Talk about scary. Really? That's yeah. scary. Yeah. That is really scary. That's really I know. scary. <laughs> I was at a friend's house last night. We were having our supper club, and her two little, her two like middle kids walked in, and I was like, "How do they get here?" And she's like, "It is amazing having a driver, like, because the oldest went and picked them up, and it was just great." Yeah. Um, but that I, that is going to be scary as well. I think there's so many things about motherhood that each step. Each step in front of us seems like, oh my gosh, that's going to be so scary. I mean, think about when you, we send our first kids off to kindergarten. I mean, I'm just like, that seems oh. so scary to me. And now my fourth kid, I was out of town on our first day of kindergarten. You know, it just, the yep. scariness went away. Um, and so with each step, but I love that, that I can ask someone ahead of me. See, hello, mentoring. We look to the people ahead of us. Yeah. And say, how and did you do it? it's funny because I'm now talking with my mentor that I'm, um, and she has older kids and I'm going, okay, how did you right. navigate this? <laughs> yes. You yeah. Know? And Tell she me. can say, you're going to live through this and he's going to be okay. He'll make mistakes. Yeah. And I would rather him make the mistakes while he's still at home, not right. away at college mm-hmm. so that we can love him and help him and you know, help even correct some of those yeah, things yeah. in the, in the safety of our home. Right. I was thinking for some reason, maybe God was just preparing me for our conversation. I was thinking about that this morning and I was actually just like having this inner dialogue with myself. And I was thinking, what is it that one of my kids would do that would really be, that would make me angry and make me upset. And then I thought to myself, I don't know why I had this thought, Debbie, but I thought to myself, Jamie, don't ever tell them, if you do this, I'll be so angry at you. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a different way to do it. Because all I'm setting my kid up for is like, well, if I do that, I, I better, better make sure I find a way not to let mom find out, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't yep. know why I was thinking about that, but I was just kind of like thinking to myself, Jamie, let's have different language when we talk to them about some of the things that you wouldn't want them to do. Yeah. You know, and I, we, it's interesting with a teenager, you cannot look shocked. Like if he's telling you something <laughs> you that, have that he was face. at a party and he's telling you things that are happening, you can't be like, oh, no, you have to be like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, and then find the right timing to, talk to about explore it. it a little more. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so true because I think I told my parents a couple things and they kind of freaked out. And so it all it taught me was, well, just don't tell them about that next time. Yep. Yeah. And oh, I got really good at that. Yeah. Oh, it's like so hard. That's good. You can't act shocked. Like, no. okay. 
all right. <laughs> On the inside, you're screaming like, no, this is my baby. Exactly. Or like, well, he's going to homecoming and he's, you know, he, I'm like, are you going to go to homecoming, Mark? And he's like, well, I have options, mom. And I'm like, well, who are your options? And I'm like looking at the girls and I'm like, well, I really hope he asks this one girl because she's a good girl. And you're like, please let it be her. Please let it be her. And actually that's the girl he's asking. So oh, well, I'm like, that's wonderful. But I didn't, I'm not, I didn't chirp in, you know, like, oh, I think you should take her, you know, I'm like, let him do it. This decision. It's hard. But, but so needed because they're, we're raising men is what we're doing. You know, we're not raising boys, we're raising men. And so looking at that. Okay. So Debbie, one of my questions that I always ask people ahead of time in my little Google doc that I send guests and. I always ask them, if you could tell your younger self something, what would it be? You know, if you could go back. And I was looking at yours the other day and I was like, I really need this to be talked about. And we've already talked about some of the things. So I'm going to, you have them written in front. I think we've talked about the first two, about working and striving and not and sacrificing. And then we talked about rest and restoration. But the third thing that you said is something that I think a lot of um, moms with little kids, you know, take yourself back to when your son was like a toddler and you feel like you can't do this. What was the third thing that you told me? I, um, I you told it there you that or you I needed it? to laugh okay. more and have people over to my house when it was completely a mess because what, what we all really want is to just be known and seen. And we need to be able to laugh at ourselves. We need to be able to laugh at the things that life is throwing at us. Mm-hmm. And if I would look back, I, I started getting too serious. Mm. And I didn't laugh enough. Like, there are just funny things that happen in life. And we need to laugh with one another. Mm. Yeah. I love that part about having people over even when your house is a mess because that's going to be really freeing for someone that's listening because as women, we seem, and we've talked about this a little bit, we seem to be the ones that I think a little bit more than men, and there are exceptions Mm -hmm. obviously to this, but I think we feel the need more to feel more put together and as if we can handle everything and if it's as if everything is perfect in my world. And so if it doesn't seem perfect, we don't want to invite anyone in. Well, I always laugh that, you know, there's the joke of we have to clean the house before the cleaning people oh, come story in. Story of my life, yes. Like, hello, <laughs> like they're coming to clean your house. And so, um, you know, we're in the Pinterest age, we're in the social media where things look beautiful all the time. But if you really go inside someone's daily life, like if you looked at my island right now, it's covered with papers. Mm-hmm. And stuff. It's not clean and neat and tidy. And um, I think when people come into your house and see the real you, they are more apt to be themselves the real person. Yeah, yeah. Because you're letting them know, hey, it's okay. We don't have to be all put together here. Yeah. And um, boy, I I just think with social media today, there's so much more pressure even on that. Yes. Oh, my word, yes. much pressure. Yeah. I think um, we always have to remember that as we get together, you know, whether it's with little kids or, you know, kids at all different ages, that really what everybody wants is just to be seen and heard. Mm. That's good. And especially us mamas, like, 
I'm not there anymore because my kids are big and your kid is big. But man, I remember those days of toddlers and just Mm -hmm. feeling as though you're drowning. Um, and really just wanting to be, you're right. Wanting to be seen and heard. I have a girlfriend who just texted me and was like, um, we used to have this class at church that was for women and it's not, it's not, it's not happening anymore. And she texted me like her sorrow about it, you know, like this was like, it was like this thing I looked for. This was like my connection with women. This was when there was childcare for my kids and I could just sit around the table with women. And, and it was really hard for her. And, and I like talked about that, how hard that was for her. But then I also said, open your home, like invite these other women into your home because I know it seems chaotic because she has three kids under three. And I know that seems crazy, but somebody else is wanting the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so let's just jump in and do crazy together. I um I can remember we had a group of friends. We all had tinies. We all had you know. I mean, they ranged from zero to five. Yeah, and um, some of the most cherished times I can remember was when we would pack into someone's house, put a TV on. Kids were screaming around, <laughs> but we were sitting around a table kind of like laughing, rolling each other's around eyes because somebody's screaming uh-huh. and yet the conversation and just being together was enough. Yeah. Um, and we would go to a park sometimes and I mean, there would be tantrums happening and kids falling off handlebars and swings and, but again, we were together mm-hmm. doing life. Yeah. And um, I look back, there are days I long for those days back. Mm. They're just the sweetness and this and just the preciousness of that connection. Because now, I don't know if you feel what I feel. All my kids are at school. Yes, I work. I work during the day, and although I have the freedom and the flexibility to go meet people for coffee way more than I did before, I also feel a little bit busier with amazing stuff, and it's so wonderful. But I can see how you just said, like those moments. You know, and also mm-hmm. women, we are extremely capable of listening to someone, an intense conversation while somebody is screaming in the background. Like it doesn't matter what's happening. We can just be all in, you know, with kids are screaming and we're still talking. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. My husband cannot do that. Like he'll, we'll be having a conversation and if something happens in the background for where kids are losing their mind, he cannot concentrate. And women, yep. kids are losing their mind and we're still concentrating completely. Totally. We can like multitask. Yes. Yes. That's one of our best gifts from God. Yes. I mean, we can have a screaming kid, be making dinner on the phone <laughs> and, um, and, and navigating the whole situation. The whole situation is under control. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. Debbie, I always ask my guests, and it's one of my favorite things, what are three things that you're loving right now? I am loving, I am loving reconnecting with um, some people that I had not seen in a while. I am loving being a mom Mm -hmm. of a 16-year-old. It sounds so crazy, but I am loving that he is on the varsity football team and I'm I actually lead a prayer walk for our football team oh, on wow. Friday mornings. Is it a Christian and school? It is. Um, he goes to a Catholic high school. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, and um, I I am loving being connected to my community. Mm. How do you do that? Um, you know what? Just really, a- I'm active at the school. We're doing prayer walks. Um, I'm my my. 
I would say my territory is expanding, not working has allowed me to expand who I spend time with and where I spend time. Mm -hmm. And I am loving rest and restoration. Mm. And it, it, um, it has restored my soul. That's good. That's good. And I love my husband, so. <laughs> Your husband. And y'all been married, you told me, 28 years? 28 years. That's yeah. so fun. We've been married um, 14. 14, yeah, 14. And we're packing, we're moving. And so <sighs> I, which is like the worst thing in the world. But um, I found these old journals that Aaron and I used to write back and forth to each other, like when he used to travel a whole lot. And I look back at them, and they're eight years old. And I'm like, wow, look at that love. Like, you, I forget what happened eight years ago, but we loved each other so much still then. It was kind of, it was kind of cute and sappy to read them. I read them out loud to Aaron, and he was, I like, thrilled. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So I love, that's the beauty of writing things down uh. is, um, and I, you know, I've never been one where, you know, you should journal, you should journal. In your quiet time, you should journal. Um, I don't want to be kind of that kind of um, person, but what I've learned is when we write things down and we go back and reflect, which I have done similar things, Jamie, um, oh my gosh, it brings such a beautiful symmetry of life Yeah, and how God's answered prayer or where you were at that time or how much you really, as sappy as it sounds, um, how much you're in love with your life partner. Yeah. So it's great. I am not a journaler, but what we were talking about earlier today about that stream of consciousness first thing, that is very intriguing to me. And I actually can't stop thinking about it since we talked about it. <laughs> and I'm going to go buy the book because it's it seems like something that would be completely difficult and out of the box for me. But I also... I think I need it. I talked to Carrie Sowers recently mm -hmm. and she said something which I want to talk to her about again because we didn't have time to talk about it. But she said she believes everybody is a creative. Yeah. Everybody was created to create. And that has just stuck with me because I would not consider myself a creative person. Mm -hmm. um, except I started a podcast. Like, you know, that I created something. Well, you did. But it, it, in my mind, creative means like you're in, you do art or music. And so since she said that, I've been thinking about it a lot. And so then now our conversation about that stream of consciousness and getting that out and how mm -hmm. you started writing to-do lists, but now you've transferred to writing for two pages about yellow and how that tr talked about God for you. I'm just like, okay, maybe I can do this. So well, I'm very intrigued, all that, that to say. Well, and we are cre are the creator of the universe created us uniquely, mm -hmm. and he spoke life. And um, whether you're an entrepreneur or a business person, our minds were made creatively to be creative. So it's not just music, art, writing, speaking. You know, it is what you're doing is creative. That's what I think I've just kind of, and weird as it sounds, I think I just have started like wrapping my brain around that in the past two weeks. Mm -hmm. is this is create, this is God created me to create and I am creating. Yes. Which was like, kind of like this moment where I like kind of stuck my chest out and put my head up and was like, wow, I feel like a creative. <laughs> yeah. I may not be the, the scrapbooker, exactly. but, but I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Uh, Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. 
Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Oh, Debbie, what are you reading right now? Oh, gosh, what am I reading? Oh, I well, see I just, you. I, I envision you to be a big reader. Is that true? I am. I read a lot. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm a... I'm a schizophrenic reader because I can mean? have like I can have like five books and be reading like a chapter here and a chapter there. Okay, that's um, hard for me. So um, I just finished reading. Um, oh gosh, Emily Freeman's book, the, her newest one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good um, stuff. Amanda Hines is it? Yeah. Amber. Amber. I loved her book. Is it the new one that just came out? Yes. I have not read that. Okay. I, it was so raw, so beautiful, so poetic. That's exactly what I've heard about it. It is. Everything you just said. uh, Now that's a book I couldn't put down. Oh, that's a good sign. Oh, I just, I loved it. Um, I also love reading business books. I'm, you know, I kind of, I love business and leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm trying to think, I have gone back. um, One of my favorite books that I've gone back to is Erwin McManus's in um, in Visible, um, Unstoppable Force. Okay. And that book, it's old. It's an older book. Um, And I have gone back and I'm rereading that book. Um, It is so, so good. Good to know. Um, gosh. I'm reading, have you read Every Better Thing is Sweet by Sarah Haggerty? No, no. Someone just, it's it's very good. Someone handed it to me this weekend. I have seen this book and I'll post the cover because everyone needs to see it. I I like to covers of books. I think they're very important. And I've seen this book um, for a while. I think it's been out maybe a year. I don't know, a couple months. And it's just a beautiful cover. But what I didn't realize is it's her, it's kind of like this memoir story and she's adopted kids. And so I was like, well, I am in and I want to read it. And literally on the plane, I got, I read several books this weekend because, you know, I was flying. That's what you did. I got, you know, I'm only like maybe 30, 40 pages in and loving it so much. It's a beautiful read. She has a very writing style, like not like myself at all. It's very just beautiful to read. Mm-hmm. which is good. And then I, I read a book called Nearly Normal by Tracy Fields. Um, I think she self-published it, I'm going to guess. And it's a, it's also a book about adoption, her stories. Mm-hmm. And then I just read Jen's For the Love. <gasps> have you I read it? I was going to say, oh my gosh, I have 10. Okay, so I got 10 copies of mm-hmm. that. And I pray about who I'm to give the books to. Oh. And um, I gave it to a gal yesterday, um, a friend of mine who's going through breast cancer that mm. just needs something to laugh. Yep. And then um, I am praying about women that um, may not know Jesus. 
That's great. That I can give Jen's book to. What a great book for that. Love. I saw your Instagram mm-hmm. on the um, the thank you notes. Oh my gosh. Okay, are those the funniest things? Literally, I was crying on the airplane, like uh-huh. shaking. I'm laughing so hard and crying. I, can I read you one of my favorite ones. Yes. Okay, please. hold on. Let me get my book. Hold on. Okay, let me find because Debbie, I'm telling you, I saw Jen last night. We had our supper club, and I was oh, just you telling did. her, I'm like, I I'm love just, that girl. I, I'm just, I was just telling her, I'm just so proud of you. This book. It's just so wonderful. Okay, so here's this. Hold on. I just cannot <laughs> even die. Which one would I even pick? How about this one? Here we go. <laughs> Thank you, four-year-old, for keeping my vanity in check with constant reminders about my fat tummy and old skin. These tragic conditions are your doing, but I appreciate your keen powers of observation. I can't be walking around acting like Giselle when I have important things to attend to, like cooking a meal for you to hate. Sincerely, your old fat mom. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I just, those like made, I actually have the book open to those to just laugh. Oh, it's like, you need to add this to your, like your Wednesday laugh. You can do this. Oh, this is another one. Thank you, period calendar app for warnings to tread lightly around affected wife for three days a month. You've also helped him learn to not say, could this be your period talking? Because that is his one way ticket to see the face of crazy. (laughs) Sincerely, wife and husband. I mean, everything is just so funny. And then after I read it, I told her, I said, everywhere I went, I would see stuff and I'd be like, this needs to be a thank you note. Okay, same with me. (laughs) Jamie was so funny. The other day I was in a store and I'm like, this would be a great thing. Thank you note. <laughs> Mine was, I was at the hotel. You know how they have those mirrors that like magnify your entire face? I was yes. like, thank you magnifying mirror for showing me that I have blackheads all over my face and not just on my nose as I thought. Oh my gosh. Everything I look, I'm like, this has to be a thank you note. Oh, that's so funny. I, um, this is probably one of my favorite books that I have seen lately. Mm, it's just, it's again, I'm a cover lover. It's a beautiful cover, beautiful words, and Jen's just a great person. So, yeah. She is. I mean, you and I both know her. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, it, you kind of fall in love when you even know them more. Yeah. Yes. So. That's why. And I think if I'm correct, I, I think I could ask her this, but you may be able to help me. I think I saw somewhere that she actually read the audio for the book. Yes, that's what I've heard. Okay, so I think I saw her Instagram that or something. And I just think, I love reading books in the author's voice. Like, you and I both know a lot of authors. And so Mm -hmm. when I read their words, it's even more dear to me because I hear their voice. But I can only imagine how funny this book would be (laughs) to hear it coming from Jen because she's just funny. Yep. So, oh, okay. So anyway, that's what I read, and yeah, I love what you read. All these the fun other stuff. Book. I want to get the new Brene Brown. Oh, I've people heard have great been stuff talking, about that. People have been talking about people it. Lots of people talking about that mm-hmm. book. I know. I'm gonna just like really shock and all everybody that I've never read a book by her. Okay, so here's. Um, I will. I have her book. I think I read chapter one. Okay. Does she just have? She has. She has one. Okay. This might be her second book that okay. she's coming out with. Well, then I don't feel that hurt. bad. Um, because I have friends that talked and talked and talked and talked about it. And I've gotten it and I've skimmed it, but I have to, I'm I'm just confessing right now, I never read it from start to finish. Well, n- no confession needed here, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> but I have it. There you go. Oh, okay. Well, 
this has been such a wonderful talk with you. I I am leaving like challenged and inspired, and I, so I know people listening are as well. Thank you so much for sharing your words with us. Ah, oh, thank you. What a joy! And um, just one messy life leading another messy life. Isn't and, that the truth? And um, in the midst of it, we love and have joy and hope, and cheer each other on. Yeah. Because we're all we have here. I mean, God's word stays with us forever. But here on this earth, all we have is our people. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Guys, wasn't Debbie just a fountain of wisdom? I loved listening to all the perspective and wisdom that she brought to our conversation. Today's show is also sponsored by She Does Justice. She Does Justice is a lifestyle brand selling teas and accessories for women who are passionate about giving back. Shopping with She Does Justice gives you a simple, tangible way to get back to a cause that you care about. Each month, 10% of She Does Justice's gross sales go towards five different initiatives, supporting adoption, empowering young women, healthcare in Africa, orphan prevention, and fighting sex trafficking. The best part about the whole thing is that you get to choose where the portion of your purchase goes. You are empowered to make a difference right from your computer. We're excited to offer all Happy Hour listeners free shipping with the promo code HAPPYHOUR and hope you'll join us in making a difference today. As usual, any books that we talked about on the happy hour, you're going to be able to find at jamieivy.com slash happyhourbooks. If you're like me, going to Amazon and buying books is one of your most favorite things in the world to do. So I have tons of books there that have all been talked about on the happy hour. Remember, everything we chatted about will be up on my website, jamieivy.com, and I'd love to hear from you guys. Find me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and share with me something you love from this episode. Instagram, I'm at jamieivy, and Twitter, I'm at jamie underscore ivy. Today's show was edited by Knox McCoy, and the music is from the Austin Stone Worships A Day of Glory Christmas album that you can find on iTunes. Next week on my show, my friend Amanda Jones joins me, and we talk about some of the real realities of adoption when her and her husband were walking through the process, and then the mom decided to parent. And what did that look like for her family? It's a really good conversation that I hope you'll join us for. Guys, enjoy your week. Happy December. Share the show with a girlfriend, and have a happy hour with a friend. I'll see you guys next week for episode number 66. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.